Welcome to the Riosverse. I'm your host, Chris Rios, and you're listening to the Paper Crowns Podcast, the place where our art and ego collide. And welcome to the Paper Crowns Podcast, Episode Zero. I am your host, Chris Rios. Very happy to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for liking. Wherever you get your podcast, thank you for tuning in. Very happy to have you here, guys. So this was a long time coming. This was a huge dream of mine that I've been talking about for years, as is all of my dreams and all of the things I struggle with as far as trying to fulfill some kind of form of art or some kind of passion that I have. And I just never follow through. And it was only through the strength of my friends and the people that I love and the support of all the people around me that uh, helped me get to this point where I'm able to actually make a podcast. And uh, so, yeah, uh, it's been a long time coming. Like I said, it's been a huge blessing to to have that amount of support, friends, family, uh, best friends, my wife, Denise, I, I love you very much. Thank you so much for having my back and always saying that I could do something like this. Uh, and to you, the listener, whether you know me or know of me or have heard of me or only listening because you may have heard me uh, on another podcast, thank you so much for being here. It, it means a lot. So many, many thanks. So let's get right down to it, guys. What is the Paper Crowns podcast? Well, what did it come to be? Where did you get the name from? What does it mean? And why was it created? So, I mean, it, it all starts with a love of conversation, this absolute love of getting with people, talking, hearing about the dreams, hearing other passions, hearing how they've come so far and how they failed or, or succeeded. Uh, the stories that we all live are absolutely fascinating. There is nothing mediocre or nothing short of uh, amazing that it is found between our group of friends and when i say our and you're listening that means you you are a part of this group you are a part of everybody that uh, i'm speaking to right now i had this idea in my head of, of wanting to find a way to link everyone together to bring everyone to a common place that we could all listen to and tune in and hear about what uh, so-and-so is doing or the latest project that so-and-so was working on or where uh, our friend is going to be playing or, or doing stand-up. This is a great community to find that. I mean, we all have our outlets. We all have our things that we're trying to do. And it's important that we support each other. Uh, but I wanted to come to a, a, a place where we can realize that we can have a one-on-one conversation and talk about some deep things that we have struggled with in getting to where we are to fulfill these dreams. And so I was like, I need to come up with a platform, something to bring these people together. That I can sit down and talk with them and have a one-on-one conversation the kind of conversation that is difficult to have when you are at a bar or, you know, at work. You know, these are the things that uh, we don't have that massive window of time to sit down and get into. Uh, we may tackle it a bit here and there and say, hey, well, what happened to the part that you were doing? Oh, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And some things came up and, oh, we just got sat. <laughs> and uh, that'll happen and, and we don't talk about it again until way later or when we have the opportunity to talk about it again. Uh, we're surrounded by other friends and we all want to talk about funnier things, immediate things. We want to take a shot. We want to have a drink. We want to just forget about our struggles 
and and just have a good time, which is important. It's important to have friends to do that. But it's also important to have those friends that you lock down in a room and you can talk one on one or uh, a group of people together and say, hey, we're going to focus on this one aspect of of what we're trying to do here. We're going to talk about it. And so I wanted to find a place to where we can all get together and get those conversations going and get back to that square one and hear about our struggles and how we work through them and how we get past them and how we can actually start living our truest selves, our truest creative selves, and to be amazing at it and to have the support. So this is a this was my goal when creating the podcast, and this was my goal to get all these people together and, and accomplish this, and to which I have uh, no shortage of friends who are creative and are doing amazing things, greater things that, than, than I could ever try to imagine uh, accomplishing. That's not true. I can accomplish quite a bit, or... I can dream about accomplishing quite a bit, <laughs> but uh, you know these people are actually going out and doing it. Meanwhile, I'm I'm just starting, uh, so I have so many friends that uh, I would love to bring in and talk to, and hear about where they've come from and what made them pursue this art and what inspired them, and how they can find the different ways to get past those roadblocks, whether it be a writer's block or a painting block, sculpturing block, whatever it is. Whatever they had to do to get past it and really discover what was needed to become a true artist and, and to follow their dream. Because I think that's something we can all use, even if you're not an artist. If you just have a dream of, of traveling somewhere, of, of doing something, what do, you, what do you have to do in order to get past that? In order to keep going and, and, and break through that barrier of the mundane and accomplish what you are here to do. So uh, I, I wanted to create the podcast to, to explore those possibilities. Now, where does the name come from? The Paper Crowns Podcast. It's actually uh, from C.S. Lewis, The Four Loves. It was a line that he inspired. Um, it was talking about Jesus Christ. He was talking about how we all face our own struggles. And he said, whether we wear a crown of paper or a crown of thorns, we all have our own struggles that we face. And when I heard uh, a crown of paper, it just sparked this 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 idea in my head of how we as individuals all fashion our our own crowns we craft our own crowns that we wear to define who we are to to try and seek sovereignty over our own lives you know and that can be construed as the ego it can be seen as the part of us that we put on front street to try and appeal to uh, those who are looking upon us and so the paper crown in my mind, it represents for the artist that that focus, that dream, that statement of, you know, I am a king or I am a queen of my own life, of my own art, of my own destiny, my own passion. And we fashion that crown out of whatever we find, whether it be paper, straw, whatever it be, we, you know, we, we do this for ourselves and we put that crown on our head and we walk proudly out into the open where we have a crowd of people who will look over and see someone wearing a crown and will get mocked. This person thinks he's a king. Who does this person think he is? But as the artist, it is our responsibility to wear that crown proudly and say, this is who we are. And I've taken control over my own life. I have taken sovereignty and chosen what I'm going to be, what I want to follow. I am the ruler of my own life. 
And so the idea of the paper crown to me was one of the greatest defining moments of how to describe the balance between who we are as artists and who we are as the ego. Uh, it describes who we are as the person who is trying to accomplish something great and also the person who may be too full of themselves. And, and we walk that thin line between, you know, being a king or an emperor uh, and being a pauper. It, it's, it's a great way to describe the people who I want to bring on this show. I want to bring them on and I want to say, uh, how did you fashion your crown? What is your crown made of? You know, how did you get there? How do you find that balance between uh, being a prince and a pauper? How do you find that balance between realizing that, you know, in your own life, you are a king, you are a ruler. But in reality, in the eyes of others, that crown is simply paper and it may mean nothing. How do you how do you deal with that, that that crushing devastation, that 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 existence of whether or not you are worth the praise of the people who view you? I mean, it's a very difficult thing. It, it's it's one of the things that actually kept me from doing this podcast. It kept me from from realizing what I wanted to do and and how I could bring that out. And I've had this equipment to record for over a year now. I've had my website up and designed for over a year, and I haven't done anything because I've just been so afraid. I've been so afraid of what you, the viewer, the person listening to this right now, hopefully you're listening to this. Anyone out there, please listen. Uh, hopefully you, the person, uh, will listen to this and say, wow, I'm actually getting something from this podcast. I'm actually getting and learning something from this. Now, maybe not episode zero because it's just me talking about myself, which I felt was essential. I felt it had to be uh, an episode zero so you can get an idea of what the podcast was supposed to be. Hopefully it's not too boring. Uh, but uh, I'm very grateful for you, and uh, I, I was just afraid. I was afraid of what you may think, of what you may want, uh, what you may want to hear. And so it kept me from exploring my true potential. Now, uh, what has brought this going to be? What was the hurdle to get over? Uh, it was actually being invited onto my friend's podcast. Uh, Josh and Fish uh, run a podcast called Duck and the Usher, which is hilarious it's great it's entertaining they review movies that were b-movies or failures or cult classics uh and they just you know get in there they review the movie they talk about the actors the directors and they drop little tidbits of knowledge and it's really really fun and it's amazing and i've wanted to contribute to them and they kind of were amused to me they they sparked my imagination they sparked my creativity i did a logo for them they loved it it wasn't even a logo it was just it was a scene I had in my head of like them riding a duck uh, away from this evil usher that was trying to catch them. If you don't know what duck and the usher means, it means uh, when you are too broke to see all the movies you want to see. Uh, so you head to the movies, you buy one ticket, head in, and you watch about eight movies. And you got to duck the usher. You got to run away from the usher, hide from the usher, do whatever you can to look like a new person. Flip your shirt inside out, whatever you got to do to look like a, a new patron so that you don't get caught. And, uh, yeah, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> I went to the movie many a time uh, for uh, one movie, and I ended up staying uh, eight hours. So it's a great podcast. I think it relates to a lot of people and a lot of people's passion about doing something uh, with movies and, and, and loving it. So 
they did a great job. And anyways, they invited me onto their podcast. Uh, they said, come on anytime. Because uh, I did the drawing for them and they loved it. Uh, and they were like, come on anytime. We would love you to have on. And I told them, you know, I'll wait. I'll let you guys do your thing and 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 nail down your format. And they really did. And I was thinking about what movie could I pitch to them that I could really want to do that meant a lot to me. And uh, as I was listening to one of their latest podcasts, they were like, oh, we're going to do Super Mario Brothers, the movie next week. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And with, that was one of my most favorite movies. It is one of my favorite movies. It's one of the best. Uh, it's one of the best horrible movies ever that has nothing to do with Mario Brothers except for the two people who were brothers named Mario. Um, but I loved it. I loved it so much. And when I heard they were going to do that, I was like, I got to get on there. Let me be a part of it. I want to be a part of this. I want to uh, review the movie with you. I want to get on there and talk. And uh, I realized that I couldn't get on there and just be like, oh, hi, I'm just a guy that draws pictures. I really had to jumpstart the rest of my dream. This was a catalyst. This was my moment to get on and to something else who already has a great following and say, hey, my name is Chris Rios. I also have a podcast that I've been dreaming about doing forever. And it just so happens I get to share it on a podcast that I absolutely love. So, I mean, it was it, it's a great opportunity and I'm very excited to get on there. Haven't recorded it yet, but by the time this gets out, I, uh, I would have been on the show already. But uh, they they were the catalyst, you know, Josh and Fish. Thank you so much. I owe you everything. Once again, you have inspired me to be more creative and to get off my ass and start my dream, uh, actually. So thank you once again, gentlemen. Uh, and yeah, so I want to get on there. Uh, I want to get the Paper, Paper Crowns podcast up and rolling. And I had to record a, an episode zero. I had to start one that kind of talks about myself and what I wanted to do. So yeah, let's get into that. So after we, we've wrapped up what Paper Crowns is and why it came to be and what my goal is to accomplish with it is to create a community of artists who can learn from each other and do well with each other and feed off each other's ideas. And for anyone who's struggling out there in life to sit there and go, wow, I have an opportunity to follow my dream. I can do it. You know, if this person who came from nothing, who taught themselves watching YouTube videos or, or you know, they, they just had this passion to create pins or to tell jokes or to paint or to sculpt or, or to create a new medium, whatever it is, you have that same passion and you can do it too. And I hope this is my jumping point to follow my own dreams, you know, so... I wanted to get it out there and make sure that everyone knows that this is something that we can all do. So uh, with the Paper Crowns podcast, uh, that is my that is my goal and intent. I'm going to be bringing guests on. I'm going to be saying, you know, what is your uh, crown fashion from? How did you get your crown? And what struggles do you have with discovering the that balance between yourself, uh, which is humble and chaste and, you know, insecure uh, to your ego, which an artist has to have a little bit of ego. You have to, when you're staring at a blank canvas, there's a point where you look at that canvas and you go, I am a fucking badass and I could paint the scene that I have in my head. I can do it. I know I have the ability to do it. And then you start your pick up that paintbrush and you start painting and you draw this or you paint this amazing thing, you know, but there's a part of you that you have to sit there and go, I am awesome. I am amazing. I have the skill to do this and then you do it and it's beautiful you know you have to find that balance as an artist 
And anyone who goes, oh, I don't really have an ego. I don't really have an ego. I have one of the most humblest friends. I'll tell you right now. Um, Beryl, I hope you're listening. But you are one of the most humble people I've ever met. And I hope to have you on the podcast. But you are so humble. You're so quiet. You you love your art. And uh, every time I see something you do, it's absolutely breathtaking. And you're quick to go, uh, it was all right. You know? <laughs> You know, but I know, I know that there's a part of you that when you step up to that canvas, there's a part of you that says, I'm amazing and I can do this, you know, and that, that's, that's that part of the ego, you know, you got to feed it a little bit in order to get that, that strength that comes from an ego. It's very, very important to have. And so the Paper Crowns podcast will be about talking with everyone, finding out what art we are trying to pursue. And learning about that balance that we find between ourself and our ego. And how that relates to the artist. Now, if you are interested, let me tell you a little bit about what I want to do about myself, Chris Rios. This persona of Chris Rios that I have created over the years. Um, I've always been in art. I've always been a very artistic kid. I loved to draw. I loved drawing monsters. I loved drawing anything creative, anything that had to do with the fantasy world. I loved um, C.S. Lewis, as I mentioned earlier. He is one of my most favorite authors. He did the Chronicles of Narnia. The Lion, with the, Lion the Witch, and the Wardrobe was definitely one of my most favorite books uh, reading growing up. And then, of course, The Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien. There was another book called The Castle in the Attic, uh, which was kind of like a mix between uh, Indian in the Cupboard and uh, a Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Awesome book. All of these things fueled my imagination. They made me want to do something great. I was surrounded by great artists growing up. My father was uh, a great artist, I remember. Um, he has been in the, in the graphics and printing industry for like ever, and I was amazed by what someone could do in that, in that community, in, the, in that graphics world. My uncle was a big photographer. He loved to take photography. I had other uncles who were great musicians. Or when I was a kid, I thought they were great. I thought it was pretty damn cool. But they were probably just screwing around. <laughs> My grandfather was an architect. And I was just always surrounded by this environment of art. You know, my uh, uncle, I call him my godfather, he is... He's one of the greatest artists. To this day, he, he always inspires me. Whenever I had a project to do at school, he would always teach me how to do paper mache or how to sculpt or how to do things, how to paint. He was always providing me with new art supplies. And I love him forever for that. He was, he is still one of the greatest influences of my life. Yeah, so uh, I was always surrounded by this art and this idea of telling stories and creating something new and fun. I remember uh, ever since I was in, I think, second, third grade, uh, finding a best friend and being like, we're going to draw comics together when we get older. When we grow up, we are going to be comic book artists. And that was our big dream. Uh, then I moved away. I never heard from the guy again. I don't even remember his name. I think it was Chris. I don't know. I always had this idea of I'm going to create something great. I'm going to create something that is going to be groundbreaking and beautiful and it's going to change people's lives. 
And for the longest time, I was going, I wanted to be a movie director. That was my dream. And I was so delusional, so delusional uh, as a kid, even um, getting out of high school. Uh, I did the route that you're not supposed to take. I went ahead and got into a reckless relationship, which was not well thought out. But through that error, we all have the opportunity to learn lessons. And the powers that be had a great lesson for me to learn. And that was like, you can't make decisions lightly. And with that, I was gifted an amazing son. And I was forced to grow up way faster than most kids do at the age of 18. And as life goes, it brought me to a lot of different places. But I, I always held on to this dream of like, oh, I'm going to direct movies. Like, that's that's what I'm going to do in life. That's going to happen. And my dearest friend, my, my one of my best friends, Aram Qureshi Ali, she asked me one time as I was talking about a story or something that I wanted to do. And she goes, Chris, what are you, you going to do? Like, what do you really want to do? And I was like, well, direct movies. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so stupid. And she goes, she looks at me, she goes, no, I know. But I mean, like, realistically. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That moment, like, because you realize how stupid you are for saying something like, I'm going to direct movies. She really, you know, held a mirror up and was like, this is your life. So what are you going to do? <laughs> and I sat there and I was just like, oh, wow, I guess she's right. Like. I guess I'm not going to direct movies on, on the current path that I'm on. Uh, so I quickly had to reevaluate myself. I mean, on top of it being a crushing blow to that ego of like, oh, I'm still awesome and young and I will be able to do whatever I want. I'm going to go direct movies. And then realizing the reality of like what it costs uh, a human being to get that far in Hollywood or any, and even in that industry, how, how much work you have to put into getting to that point of being told, oh, yeah, we want you to direct or I'm going to direct this and it's so good. Someone buy it and someone doing that. And the reality was I wasn't able to do that. I was very, very invested in my son. You know, I wanted to make sure that he had a better life than what I had and not only a better life, but he had the understanding on how to take any opportunity that came his way. And taking full advantage of that. And so the realization was that I'm not living for myself anymore. I'm living to make sure this kid can do what I couldn't. And that meant that that dream of being a movie director was going to go bye-bye. You know, that that was not what the reality was. And I had to rediscover what my reality was. What, was what, what reality was I living in now? And it was a depressing thing to think about. I, I probably sat in just stone silence and didn't know what the answer to that was. And I remember listening to uh, a podcast with Kevin Smith. Uh, side note, shout out to Kevin Smith. He was the first podcast that I listened to, and he was my first big inspiration to thinking that I could do this. And to which I'm here, I'm doing it right now. I'm recording a podcast right now because of you, Kevin Smith. I hope you're listening. I'm gonna have to you tag everybody in these uh, in this post when I put this out. At uh, Josh and Fish, at Duck and the Usher, and uh, at Kevin Smith. I hope you're listening, buddy. Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, shout out to Kevin Smith. He he's the one that got me into podcasting. But uh, he he had someone on on his um, Grant Morrison, big big comic book writer. Um, does some great 
great stuff. And uh, he was talking about how troubled his life was and how he had to decide what he was going to do in his life. And he sat there and said, well, um, I never went to college. So what can I do uh, without a college degree that can be great? And that was writing a book. <laughs> he said, I can write a book. I don't need to go to college. It'll be great no matter what. And it worked for him. And he wrote uh, some great stories that went a long way. I myself, getting into high school, being inspired by my best friend, Gary Roth, he uh, was a tremendous, he is a tremendous artist, amazing artist. And I would look at his artwork and go, what's the story behind this? And he'd say, I don't really have a story. It's just something cool I like to draw. And I would go, can I, can I help you with a story? And you go, yeah, sure. And we have uh, created so many stories together. And just in helping him with his art and what he wanted to do, I myself started creating stories of my own, exploring the things that I thought were interesting and things that I fell in love with. And I took these stories and I did my best to, to write them down. I suffered a, a tremendous loss when it came to them because um, during my mid-twenties, I was focusing on actually writing the stories down and getting deep into the chapters, and I got pretty far into it, and then someone broke into my house and stole my computer. And this was devastating to me. I, I couldn't take it. I, I was like someone had you know, stole my child almost because it was like someone stole those characters from me because when you're a writer, you, you have to think about everything about this person's life. Like why, why does this character act the way they do? And you have to put yourself in their situation you have to feel their loss, feel their love, feel their fear. You create another human being that exists in some ethereal plane somewhere and you love this person. And when you invest so much into writing about their life and their day and their story is coming to fruition, and then all of a sudden everything you've done is gone, it 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 paralyzes you. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to think. You don't know what to say. And then, you know, that's on top of actually being robbed. <laughs> and your house being totally ransacked and you feel violated and you know, you are missing windows. There's just open space out into the world now. You're not protected anymore. What are you going to do? It was it was a trouble, troubling part in my life. And I didn't want to pursue my art for a long time after that. And I didn't think I was worthy of pursuing it. I didn't think I was good enough anymore. Or I didn't think I could be as good as I once was when I had written those items. And, you know, you invest in other things, relationships, work, whatever you can do to feel like you're accomplishing something. And that's the trap that we all fall into. We're so afraid of tackling our own dreams and our own passions. We're so afraid of losing them. We're so afraid of, of starting them. We're afraid of succeeding. Because the idea of losing that again is so painful and you don't want to suffer that anymore you don't want to feel that kind of loss so you find excuses you find excuses to get your life going again 
you'll sit there and, and say, well, I have to run these tasks or I have to do this. Or, you know, you know what? I can't focus on me. I have to go to work. I have to make as much money as I can. You know, I really want a new couch. I have to focus on the couch right now. And you get lost in this construct that you build around yourself to block the true person that you are from experiencing the life you really want. And it's not until you lose everything uh, in your day-to-day life where you sit there and go, who am I anymore? You know, one of the most depressing things I face nowadays when when I meet someone and I go, what do you do for fun? What, like, what's your passion? And they go, I don't know. I, I, did, I went to college for, you know, uh, IT, but, you know, I never got any work experience, so I'm just doing this now. And that's really sad because it's like, I get it, but like, uh, but why, why did you get into IT? Why did you do this? Do you love technology? Did you want to create something? Did you have the passion to build a computer? What was it that, that made you get there? And they go, I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, oh, that is so defeating. That's so defeating. I, I can't imagine being that way but i was almost there i was almost to that point because i i i met an amazing woman a beautiful woman the most amazing woman my wife denise and i wanted to make her happy and i wanted to support her and uh her son who is now my son and i wanted us to have a great life and so i went from serving to management and i managed for six years and i put so much into that life and i realized that in order to be successful as a manager you have to really go above and like to really be successful you have to go above and beyond the call that they are offering you and you need to give everything you have absolutely everything that you have that's what you have to give it takes away everything you can't be a family oriented person and be a restaurant manager because those two things don't don't click, you know, unless you are some director of whatever and, and you're way, way up to where you can only work four days or whichever. Yeah, it'll work. But for the average grunt who makes any establishment work, whether it be a restaurant, any store, whatever it is, you're putting in work to make the life of your team as amazing as possible that's that's the role of a manager and it was taking away from my own dream it was taking away from my own family because i ended up caring about my restaurant family more than my actual family and these two boys that entered that were in my life my own son who i loved and spent so much time with when he was young at age eight or seven eight i think And my stepson, who's my son, who was four and five, now they are 15 and 12. And those years are gone. And I don't remember much because I I put it all on my wife because I had to go, I have to be a manager. I have to work, you know, 20 hours a day and I have to uh, show this this company how great I am and they need to support me and and they'll invest in me they will they will say that I am one of the greatest assets of their corporation and they will take care of us I just gotta put in the time 
And uh, that wasn't the case. That was not the case at all. Because I was not able to fulfill their needs. And I had to make a decision between fulfilling their needs or fulfilling the needs of my family. My boys needed a father and they haven't had it. And it shows a little bit because they are uh, they're very combative. It may just be teenageness, but I felt like I wasn't there for them for certain projects and certain things that they needed to grow and to do well. So I had to make the decision to leave management, and I did. And I went back to a regular hourly position that, thank God, pays well. Thank you, Joe Kashazi. I love you. And I've been able to be there for my family, uh, for my newborn son as well. And hopefully I can be a, a tremendous father again, and I can show them the art that I do. I remember back when I was in management, I had a free day to help out my son and with the school project. Uh, my wife's son, and I did this, you know, I, I think it was sea creatures. I did some sea creatures on a poster, and my wife told me later that night that as she was driving him to school, he was looking at the poster in amazement, and she goes, do you like it? And he goes, I forgot that Chris could draw this good. And when I heard that, my heart broke because this is my son, and... How did he not know that I was that, that I was an artist, that I cared about drawing and that I could do this in my, in my head, that's who I am in my head. I, I think that I am an artist and I'm, and I, and art is my thing. That's, that's my passion, my love. And, uh, to hear that my own son was like, uh, I don't know. I didn't know he could do this. I forgot. Oh man, uh, it, I think about it now, and I'm and it it broke me down. So I had to get back to who I was. I had to get my priorities right. A good friend of mine, Michelle, she told me when she had applied for when she applies for any position, they go, "Tell me about yourself." And she goes, "I'm a mother first, a wife second, and an employee third. I thought that was so amazing to hear because it puts it out on front street. It tells them, hey, just so you know, I am a mother, first and foremost. Don't get it twisted. And that was so powerful to me. And I said, you know what? I have to do that. That's my life. I have to do that. I have to be a father first. So I left management, went back to early position, became a father first, husband second. I could say artist third, professional fourth. And that's who I am. I am that person who wants to do well as a father and as a husband and as a friend and as an artist. I had to make a commitment to my art because that's what made me happy. And if I can be happy as a human being, I can be a better father, I can be a better husband. Hopefully I can help you guys find that passion as well and find that path back to beauty and art and love and excitement for the possibilities that you can create. All right, guys, that's it. I don't know. Check out thereelsverse.com. Uh, that is our website. Uh, I'd love to talk to you guys more, but uh, I'm getting a little blinky light from my computer saying it's going to die, and I have to save this before it does that. 
So <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Paper Crowns podcast, episode zero. I have nothing but uh, love and faith for all of you. And I am so excited right now. I can't even contain it that I'm going to press stop and save and upload this to be the first episode of my podcast. Hopefully it wasn't too boring for you. Hopefully you got some insight as to who I am. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, at The Rios Verse. And uh, hit us up with any questions that you have. Uh, anything you want to hear about the podcast. If you have any friends, anyone who is an artist, anyone who uh, has accomplished something great in their life that you think has a wonderful story, send them my way, at The Rios Verse, on Instagram, Facebook, Tinder. No, I'm not on Tinder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, uh, hit me up, guys, uh, and I'm going to get this uploaded, and I, I want to create a community. And once again, big shout-out to Duck and the Usher, Joshua Stancamp, Zach Fisher. Thank you so much for everything. You guys have really inspired me to do much of my life, and I can't wait to have you guys on. And we're going to talk about your lives and what inspired you. And you, the listener, if you are an artist who has something that you want to share and are passionate about something, Hit me up. Reach out to me. If you're listening, you probably got my number. Just get me directly, and I'll get you on here. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you later. <laughs>